Surviving the end of the world has really made me doubt my faith at times, but still I have held on to my deepest core beliefs. Latin should be taught to children because it would be hilarious as well as useful, but it'd be so barking funny to hear them speaking it. This is the After Disaster Broadcast, created by J.J. Ranvier. Hello, fellow survivors. Joe here with a personal update. So, Zoe is really starting to find her footing within the group, despite being kind of the timid one amongst a lot of really strong personalities. I mean, Elliot's, I guess, our other resident softie, and they knitted her a new bag for all her doctor stuff as kind of like a thank you for all the stuff before. And, and Zoe seems to enjoy Scout's really long-winded stories. Like, they've gotten really long-winded with her, and she just smiles and, and giggles, and and Scout loves it. Lo- Scout's loving every moment of it. But really, Zoe gets along best with Jihun. Yeah. Um, partly because she loves all the stories Zoe has from all her other doctor friends from the ER, I guess doctors swap stories quite a bit, but yeah, Zoe keeps saying all these, um, all these supposedly wide-eyed cautionary tales about how everything from riding a motorcycle to taking the stairs to, to breathing can gruesomely kill you, and she's trying to tell them as these warnings, but Ji-hyun is just seeing them as confirmations of all her favorite horror movie deaths are possible. Especially the decapitation ones? Lots of question about those, which makes me have a pretty strong guess about what her favorite horror movie is. Oh, God, all right. Here we go again. There's some threatening clouds on the horizon. Time to find somewhere to hide for a bit. We've been favoring houses over tents, partly due to poor air quality, and partly, well, I, I would like some room since, um... Zoe is a sleep talker. I mean, it's it's totally fine. Who doesn't love someone darkly muttering facts about John Wayne Gacy in the middle of the night? It's great. Location update. Me, hiding out in a bathroom for a moment of peace and quiet. Not too unusual, but we're currently in a church. And, uh, and uh, not one of those Chicago storefront churches, uh, you know, uh, uh, stone and arches and organs, honest-to-God, full church. Yep. And it was, uh, it's, uh, it was full, right? Full of churchgoers and, I guess, stairs. Um, so, uh, how, how did we, uh, how did we get here? Especially when me and many other queers have learned to avoid churches, not shelter in them. Well... The oncoming weather wasn't just any old weather. Not that it has been for a while, but instead of ashfall or acid rain where we can, you know, kind of take our time sometimes to find somewhere to hang out, it was just a, just a wave of darkness. 
came through like my 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 goth teenage heart summoned it just the low-flying pure ash clouds of darkness and so we were rushing to find a house that looked safe and someone no lie threw open the church doors and said come into the lord's light and zoe kept running even faster without even looking at the guy and so she had to actually grab her by the back of her jacket in order to get her to go in because some shelter is better than no shelter. And I, I don't I don't mean to or, or want to sound ungrateful. These churchgoers did save us from the storm and, 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 and they were nice, are nice. We're still here. We're here until the storm calms down. It's just that uh, this sort of kindness I noticed it when I lived in the suburbs. It's the kind of kindness that comes with conditions. I'm being really careful not to mention my religious affiliations, and it seems like some of the others are doing the same thing. I'm just sort of doing the same thing when, uh, like when your friend won't stop talking about a certain TV show, and you just smile and nod and never mention that you've never watched it. Like that, but... Every time they quote the Bible at me, I say, Ooh, that's a good one, and hope they don't ask more about the episode book, the book, Bible book. Duh. Though, I guess I really shouldn't judge them for assuming what we're like, because I'm realizing I have no idea the exact religious affiliations of any of my companions. I, I mean, I think... I can assume correctly that Elliot's, like most queer people, they, they believe in astrology more than they believe in gender, let alone God. Scout's Southern, so I just assumed she was born crying the tune of a church hymn, and, and gee, well, I'm, I'm afraid to ask. But Zoe, I mean, I just hadn't even thought about it. You know the saying, don't discuss religion with first dates and new travel companions, right? But, yeah, uh... So he seems to be having the hardest time with being here. Every time they quote the Bible at her, she visibly winces. Doesn't stop smiling, but still winces. Well, no worries, Zoe. We're only here to ride out the storm. Well, the storm is still going strong, so we've been very enthusiastically invited to dinner. Do you think they'll actually have food, or we'll just have to survive on faith alone? Okay, okay, that was, um, mean, rude even. I, I should never bite off the head of the person who feeds me. Okay, okay, okay. I managed to sneak away from dinner because I really needed a break, and I wanted to give you all a, a personal, yeah I, yeah, I guess I say personal update, especially since they won't notice while they're out there, um, singing hymns. Yeah, you can hear it a little bit right now. Dinner has been mostly nice. Oh, goodness. I get a homemade meal for the first time in, I don't know, months, and here I am complaining about it not being perfect, but... Okay. Really. In my defense, I needed a break from the guy who runs this church. Zechariah. He's a... he's a bit much. And I can't help but say his name that way. Zechariah. But anyway, for instance, he started saying grace. You know, it's it's their church. They're giving us food. That's fine. And then he got past the normal stuff. Thanks, God. 
I think we're gonna eat now. And then he kept going for like a good 10 minutes past the thanking God part, like was thanking God for, for each person that made the food and then gave themselves over for the food. Like he was practicing some sort of Oscar speech with all of this thanking. Uh, the ginger woman I was holding hands with, oh, okay. The ginger woman I was more than happy to hold hands with at the table whispered to me that he always goes on and sometimes until the food is cold. Oh my God. But, but, <laughs> Zachariah didn't go so long, so dinner was still mostly warm. I still sound like I'm complaining. Anyway, it was also mostly potatoes. I mean, I'm not complaining about that part. Potatoes are just the unevolved form of my long-lost love, french fries. But it's the only thing they'd let us have. See what I mean? Kindness with conditions. Every time, every time I reached for a, a, a different food, the ginger woman would pull it out of my reach and say, for church members only, look, I love food, but you can't convert me that easy. Didn't stop her from trying, and... Oh, I should say her name. Didn't stop Grace from trying. And to be fair to her, I'm the weak one who will do sometimes, only sometimes... Anything to talk to a cute girl. And maybe it was for the best because my crush kind of waned a little bit when I tried to talk to her about anything at all and she just kept bringing the conversation back to church stuff. Like like your friend who only listens to obscure music because they don't have the time or money or energy to do or have or any other interests. But yeah, and then actually, speaking of music, I found that if you say rapture enough times, it sounds uh, less like an a, a event and more like a, a heavy metal band. Okay, I tease, but it was nice in a different way because I did learn, notice something interesting. What religious people do during the apocalypse varies wildly and is very weird like we got that from the Amish kids and I learned from Grace that in, in the case of her church instead of believing that they weren't good enough to be raptured they uh they don't think this was the rapture this was just the prequel for the rapture she she called it some fancy name like um Trippa Tribunal I, I don't know it sounded like a heavy metal band as well but yeah that's that's part of why they're so keen on converting people. This is everyone's last chance. They want everyone to get in. They want everyone a chance before Jesus comes through and scoops up everyone into his hand and, and, and I don't know, takes them to the great amusement park in the sky. I don't, I don't know what heaven looks like. But, yeah, I, I, I want to make fun. Like, and these people kind of remind me of the people who, who kept trying to predict the end of the world, but then be like, JK, it's actually this day. But I don't know. It, if it gives them hope and, and they're just trying to give other people hope as well, I, I guess I can't judge that much. We're all living off hope one way or another, right? Contra Spem Sparrow. Though, 
I was also, like, a little bit relieved when she got up to go help someone with something in the kitchen because, one, it gave me a chance to eat my feelings and potatoes, but then, two, I also got to kind of people watch around the table. So, looking around, looks like I was right about Scout being at least raised religious. Not even, (laughs) not even a mouthful of food could stop her from talking to Zachariah's brother, Eli, about her favorite hymns. I knew she liked singing, so of course... He made the mistake of asking her a simple, small-talk question, and she launched right into one of her stories. This one starting with her and her cousins at Sunday school, and I'm wondering if she's already gotten to the part where one of them inevitably almost dies or almost loses a limb. And I think the potato pancakes must have been pretty good, because I think they're the only reason Elliot and Jihan are letting random church members talk their ears off. Though Elliot's going for more of a quiet head-nodding tactic while Jihan is glaring harder and harder and harder with each passing where this random man dare allow to fall on her ears. So, you know, the usual. But, it's for Zoe's sake that I hope the storm lets up real soon. I, I love her smile, but I have never seen it so straight. Oh, sure, it just got really quiet out there. I wonder if something's happening. Well, we uh, definitely can't dine and dash now. Uh, When I stepped out, Zechariah was keeping everyone in their seats by ending dinner with a rousing round of hymns. Scout certainly didn't mind. I think she was the loudest singer. And that's why I figured I could sneak out on the ham radio for just a little bit. And then it got really, really quiet. Because he went straight from hymns to announcements, and oh boy, did he have an announcement. Um, I, I didn't see the part where he yanked up his daughter, um, a different ginger named Faith, to stand up with him. Um, Elliot told me about that lovely part later. I did walk in right at the part where he announced that she was pregnant with her first child. Yeah, um, I have never heard a more awkward silence, and I've watched a lot of wedding proposal rejection videos, please don't judge me, and, (laughs) um, it looked like it was even, uh, news to Faith's husband, who was the, the first person to speak, by saying, we're having a baby, and his shock eventually got replaced with excitement, but it it felt about as real as someone who's excited about a gift they didn't want, except this gift, um, you know, poops, screams, and, and, and cries uh, all at the same time sometimes. So I, I came back in and, and sat with my friends, but their attention wasn't on the um, quote-unquote happy couple. It was all on Zoe. She wasn't smiling. Zoe smiles when she says sorry. Zoe smiles and giggles when she comes up with a new paranoia. Heck, Zoe smiled when she named all of John Wayne Gacy's victims off the top of her head. Sorry, known victims. She would correct me on that. But when I came over, her mouth had flatlined, pun intended. It took a combo of Scout poking her and Elliot gently saying her name until Zoe was like, I have to help her. Or she's not going to make it through her pregnancy. So, before we head out, Zoe's going to talk to Faith. 
I don't know what life-saving advice she can give her, because every Apocalypse show has shown me exactly how this sort of thing turns out. Though to be fair, every Apocalypse TV show thinks the only point of women characters is for them to have babies or die trying. Well, fuck. Looks like Zoe couldn't get Faith alone. <laughs> you don't know how much I'm resisting making some faith-based puns right now. Anyway, I transgress. Digress. Oops. Anyway, during the three hours, three hours that we've been packing up to go, Faith was either around her, her father, her husband, or both. And so even when Zoe finally stopped being shy and just straight up told them that she was a doctor and wanted to meet with her, they said that anything she wanted to say to Faith could be said in front of them. Not weird. At all. And to be honest, Zoe's insistence to see Faith alone would also be a little bit weird if it wasn't for the fact that, you know... Faith's entire family, heck, congregation is just acting really, really weird about this pregnancy, so maybe some doctor-patient confidentiality is, is a bit of a good thing. But, since she couldn't accomplish it, you know what that means. We've got a mission. A mission to get Zoe some alone time with Faith. Platonically. Doctorally? Anyway... We've got a mission. Jihun is thrilled. Location update. We're staying the night. Ugh. Under the pretense that we're seriously considering converting. Ugh. It's for a really good cause. But the longer we stay, the longer I run a risk of getting a full-blown crush on Grace. And... It turns out, she's Zachariah's other daughter. Ugh! No crushes on straight girls. Anyway, <laughs> we've actually had to be pretty sneaky about this mission, because uh, churches have really good acoustics. So, <laughs> it's actually Scout's idea. Um, we stole a Bible and passed it around pretending to do Bible study while actually writing notes for the mission in the margins. <laughs> oh, that's one of the funny things about this mission. <laughs> How sneaky we're having to be, but... Another one is... How much this one is weirdly bringing everyone together. Not that our missions don't usually. Usually everyone has something to do, but... Everyone seems to really care about this one. Well, June makes it, you know, a big deal out at any time she gets to plan things, and, and Elliot loves it whenever they get to make a trap, but actually it turns out Scout really does care about stuff about pregnancy, because she dealt with a lot of pregnant teens, and, well, you know, Faith is Grace's sister, so... Uh, I... I regret talking about Grace so much... I haven't heard from the person with the poems in, in weeks, and weeks, and God, maybe maybe I scared her off. If you're... If you're listening to this, I... I... 
Ooh, okay, well, that killed the mood. Alright, <laughs> enough lone time outside, I should go back in. Hmm, I wonder if I could sneak a snack from the kitchen. Let me just go in. Oh, um, uh, hi, Grace. Hello? Hello? Location update? Well, uh, it worked. And now we're on the road again. Yay! Technically, the plan was supposed to start at, well, like, now-ish. But the early bird catches the preacher off guard, I, I guess. Okay, okay. What was supposed to happen was we'd wait for the right time this morning, maybe Zechariah gets up to do, I don't know, a sermon or a speech of some sort, and then blam, we blast the organ and it gives you fond memories of the nightmare organ from Beauty and the Beast 2. And there was a few more steps that Scout insisted on, I think it was just really a ploy for her to get to sing really loudly again. But that was all forgotten when the timing got moved way up, when Elliot tested the tautness of one of the strings and accidentally triggered the elaborate setup they had made to get the organ to play on its own. But, hey, it, it, it farking worked. Almost better, honestly. <laughs> like, in the middle of the night, Zachariah, you know, got up all hysterical in both meanings of the word, and he was trying to figure out what was going on with the organ while half his half-awake church was muttering and mumbling to themselves about whether or not it was a sign from God or the devil, and the rest of them were somehow still asleep. And while that went on, Zoe got Faith up to go to the bathroom. Well, I use bathroom loosely. Most bathrooms these days are just decorated holes in the ground. But still, I got to witness the one thing I never, ever get sick of seeing. Jihan making a man back down. Faith's husband went to check on her. Yes, he went to check on her in the bathroom. Not weird at all. So Jihoon was the muscle, standing in his way and being like, the woman is peeing. And when he tried to move past her, she stepped in front of him and was like, no one interrupts a woman peeing. And then when he said it was taking her a long time to pee, Jihoon was like, I, I kid you not, it is not your business what sort of business the woman is making. And it got him to back the fark off. But... God, is it good to be back on the road again. And God, is it good to be able to say God without someone telling me not to use the Lord's name in vain. Ugh. I mean, it wasn't all bad. I got a free meal out of pretending to be religiously ambiguous. and It just got really weird at the end, okay? Enough so that Zoe's been debating with Scout for like a half an hour about whether or not that was a cult. Because Zoe's pretty convinced that it was. But... Besides the meal, I actually... I got to learn some things. Like, just now on the road, I, I got to learn some things about Jihoon. I let out a sigh of relief and said, Oh, that's the longest I've been in a church in a long while. And when Jihoon said it was the same for her, 
I thought that might be the end of it. But lately we've been having a lot more conversations than quick exchanges. So when I said my parents used to drag me to church, and, and my sister as well, she told me she got dragged to church too. And told me more than that. Like how it was less about her mom being religious and more about it being a chance for her mom to hang out with her aunt. But she still hated it and once chewed out the Sunday school teacher for saying women should serve men. And she said one of the best things about going to boarding school was that they couldn't take her to church anymore. It was really nice to kind of connect on this one thing. And Oh, shoot. I've been here a really long time. I said I was going to the bathroom. I should probably actually do that. This is basically my version of being on my phone while being on the toilet for a long time. Um, anyway, I'll catch you all on the next frequency. Joe... Oh. What is that? Is that a fire? Oh, well, we're about to find out something I never knew I'd want to find out. Uh, which is worse? Christians with bad senses of personal boundaries? Or just actual Satanists? Hello? Hello? Joe. We need to talk. Thank you for listening to the After Disaster Broadcast. This was written and produced by J.J. Ronvier. Thank you to the Nerdalogs for mentoring us and to Cards Against Humanity for letting us use their space. The voice of Joe Prendergast is J.J. Ronvier. The voice of the artist is Pearl Paramadaluk. The outro person is me, Caitlin Robb. Our audio editor is Rory Strawnmock. Enjoyed the podcast? So did we. Subscribe to keep listening to us and leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps. Seriously, thanks to you all, we are now back at five stars on iTunes. In return, email us at theafterdisasterbroadcast at gmail.com that you did, and we will send you one of our rad stickers as a thank you. Even if you're international, we have international stamps now. Either way, we're bribing you. To support Joe and her journey to Chicago, please check us out at patreon.com slash theafterdisasterbroadcast where you can support us and get bonus mini-episodes. For more on the broadcast and surviving the apocalypse, check us out on Twitter at AfterDisasterBC, or on any media that makes you feel social in this wasteland. And now, we leave you with this. Survival tip. Keep your friends close and your will to live closer. This podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash nerdalogs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>